G'day, this is Benet Dior, and welcome to another episode of Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got Paul Kuzno on the line, and he's talking to us about how we can get targeted coaching leads from Google with our online content. Awesome interview. I'll see you on the other side. Coach Pep Talk is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office, an online service that lets you easily manage your coaching business from just one platform. Some of the features that our clients really love are the ability to manage your client files all in one place, the ability to easily send invoices, and manage your coaching calendar. But the one that takes the, it's the icing on the, on the cake is really the ability to set up your own membership site with just a few clicks of a few buttons and have your own online classroom just ready to go in about 10 minutes. So if you think Life Coach Office sounds pretty interesting, the best way to see if it's going to be a good fit for your business is to jump on over to our website and sign up for the free trial. You can do that at lifecoachoffice.com. I'd like to introduce you to our guest for today, Paul Kuzno. He is a CPA auditor in Quebec, is the president of the Digital Navigator, and is a specialist in creating learning, marketing, and sales platforms for digital content. He's also, and get this list, a direct response copywriting specialist, customer value optimization specialist, a conversion rate optimization specialist, an e-commerce specialist, and an email marketing specialist certified by Digital Marketer. In addition to using the Ask Method 2.0 formula to build a personalized experience for clients and visitors. Now, if that isn't a mouthful, I don't know what is. What impressed me most by about Paul when I first met him was his sort of like, hippie, relaxed, alternative streak that is like juxtaposed with this hardline data auditor kind of expertise. And I know you're going to love him too. So let's hear what he has to say about how we can make Google work for our coaching business and bring us more leads. Hello, Paul, and welcome to the show. Hi, Benet. I'm happy to be here with you and your listeners. Me too. You have just um, blown my mind with your technical expertise in the whole Google landscape. And I've been very excited to get you on the show ever since the first day we met, which is about, I don't know, it was a long time ago, six, six months, a year, maybe. Um, anyway, so let's get straight into it. And I just want to kick off by asking you, why do you think Google is something that we as coaches really need to be paying attention to? Well, one of the reasons is uh, as a coach, you're surely already creating some content and that content can either have a life that's very short. Think about a Facebook post or it can have a life that's rather long. So think about years of that content bringing you uh, prospects and people to your business. So with Google, it's actually going to be building you uh, organic traffic, which is people that are going to be searching for you or your services and this, in the search engines. And then they're going to be coming back one year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years from now, if you do it well. So it's really a way of working smartly and also building a coaching business that has value. If later on you want to grow a team, you want to sell it, or you just don't want to run ads anymore. 
Yeah, so I, I like to look at content. It's kind of like creating a good piece of content is like having an asset, uh, almost like a, an asset that's giving back to you. You know, like you, you build this, this great piece of content once and then it keeps bringing new, new leads, new interests to you. Um, so, okay, so that really sets a good scene. So for the listeners who are really new to this stuff, um, you know, and some, some listeners will be very advanced and some people will be brand new, but I wanted to sort of level the playing field. And can we just take a step back and define some of the key concepts that, that sit within the Google ecosystem? So what are the, what are the components that we really need to, to be aware of and understand? If you can just kind of define those so that we're, we're all on the same page. Sure. So normally when you think of Google, there's two categories of traffic. So there's the organic traffic, and that's the one that when you enter a search term in the search engine, literally on google.com, and then uh, that would bring up different pages, people click, and they end up on your site. That would be organic traffic. The other one is paid traffic, which would be when you're using Google ads, and then you pay for a certain amount of clicks, and they display you, and it's literally going to say ads on your link. And then every time people click or it gets displayed, you're going to be paying a certain amount of money. So understanding that there's these two worlds is very important. Yeah. Then there's the search engine, which is where when you enter those terms, you're going to see the paid as well as the organic listings. And, um, and what about content? Um, when you talk about content and as we proceed talking about content, are there different types of content that coaches should be aware of? Totally. So one of them is the audio content or this podcast, right? So this would be one type of content that you can place on your website, but you can also place it on external properties, meaning iTunes, Stitchers, and there's like many, many other podcasting platforms. So that's one type of content that you could create is that audio. The other one that's very popular is video content. You can think of YouTube as the main engine for that. And then you would be publishing it there and then ideally have a link back to your website. Mm -hmm. Then you have the written content. And that's what people normally think of as a blog is you read that article and it has a lot of information and interesting images. Now, what's really cool is that you can embed, which means includes a video or an audio or your podcast on a blog and then add a transcript or a high-level summary and then double dip on your content. Mm. Yeah, that's something that I do. I have a YouTube channel and then, of course, this podcast. The podcast is on iTunes and SoundCloud currently. And... But in, the, in our blog, we act, we'll always make a new post with each podcast release. And then every time I do a video in YouTube, we make a post that has that video in it. So is that kind of, are, am I, are we on the right track with that? Yes, we are. And that's <laughs> the best way to do it. And that's why like Google for coaches is about working smartly because you're already producing contents or assets. So let's find a way where it gives you maximum leverage. Mm -hmm. A very great category, a bigger category of content is external content, meaning a guest appearance on someone's blog, someone's YouTube, or a podcast, just like I'm doing right now on your podcast. And then hopefully you will mention my website or you have a link on your website that goes back to mine. It helps give me authority and credibility mm -hmm. with Google, which is actually helping me rank. So you're winning and I'm winning. 
Ah, that's great. Okay. So can we talk a little bit about um, Google ranking and what, what is Google like? Well, Google is pretty crazy. So it can be very <laughs> intimidating when you get started. I mean, it, it does get really, really technical. But the good news is it, with the fundamentals, you can apply this in your coaching business uh, right away. So normally what you would do is that, let's say you're searching for uh, fitness coaching or health coaching, or maybe uh, you're looking about uh, how to save up for my dream vacation. That might be a term that you would enter in Google. Now, you're not necessarily looking for a coach that will help you with your budget, but a coach that is you know, very skilled in finances could actually help you with that search query, which is how do I save up for my dream vacation? So all of these search terms are very specific. And then what Google does is it tries to provide the most relevant information to this people, the person that's searching because the Google's client is the searcher. So then they will evaluate the content if how accurate it is and how it responds to that search term. And it'll also see uh, what is the reputation of the person giving out that advice, which is where external links comes into play. And then the higher your, uh, the quality of your content is, and then the higher your reputation, the more likely you are to rank for that term. And then there's specific tools that you can use to see where you're ranking, or you could literally punch in that term and then try to cycle through the pages and find where you're at. But that would get, that would be very lengthy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're already getting there. So let's, cause I mean, this whole, this whole interview is all about okay, how do we get a targeted coaching lead from Google with our content? So do you have some steps or a process? How are we going to, how are you going to help us deconstruct this and, and make some headway in our coaching business? Well, first, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, it does not involve creating mountains and mountains of content. Okay. You could have two or three solid pieces of content on your website, and that could be sufficient to bring you targeted coaching leads from Google. So this is the good news. That is good news. Yeah, because that kind of goes against some of the trends. I mean, people say you have to publish, you know, every day or you have to publish three times a day or at least every week. Um, so that is, that's a relief for me. Thank you. So then uh, the first step is if you already have content, let's say that you, you have several pages on your website, is to see if any of those are already ranking or are close to ranking on page one Google. Page one Google means position one to 10. That's important because most people searching won't go to page five to find the answer. I mean, I don't remember the last time I went that far on Google. So you no. really want to be on page one. Yeah. I don't think I ever go past page one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's going to be relevant, right? Exactly. Yeah. So when you look on your website, if you have Google Analytics installed, you can easily click on that and then you can see an overview of uh, some of your top pages. Now, I won't go into the details of Google Analytics. You could just Google in and say, how to see my top pages on Google Analytics. <laughs> yeah, a whole video on it. People that have the most accurate answers for that will, uh, will show you the steps to do that. Mm -hmm. but you want to have pages that are already bringing people in. Now, the second step would be to see if you have pages that are ranking position number 11 to 20, which is page two of Google, because that's going to be a low hanging fruit. You're almost there. 
So why start from scratch? To figure that one out, there are professional tools that are available to you. So you can't find that out just on Google Analytics? Well, what you could do if you want to take Google Analytics, and which is a good question, is you would maybe look at your top 10 pages for mm -hmm. your traffic, and then you could enter a few different search terms that are, would be related to those pages in Google and then see where you're at. Like, are you finding yourself if you browse to page two or page three? That would be a good reason to actually go past page one. And mm -hmm. then you could do that manually for a few different terms that you think you might be ranking for and then see where it's at. There is the Google AdWords, which is a paid platform that allows you to search for terms there, but it's not very accurate and it doesn't give you a good idea of the competition and the volume. So although that is a free way, I would not recommend to use that one. So really would be Google Analytics and then doing that elbow grease, you know, centering yeah. the terms or those yeah. other tools. Okay, so hold on. Let me just let me just uh, stop there. So what we've done is um, we've we've gone into we've installed Google Analytics and from there we found the pages that we're ranking one uh, where we're on page one to ten in Google and I, I I sort of assumed from what we're talking about that those would be really good articles to maybe extend or add to so that they get even more authority and more higher ranking in Google. Is that a, am I on the right track there? Yes, you're on the right track. And okay. if you have zero traffic to the pages, then it's unlikely that they're ranking, right? Got so it. you can eliminate, well, you can at least eliminate those ones as the low hanging fruit. Uh -huh. And the ones that have traffic, then you want to see where your position and that will involve just cycling through the different pages on Google after entering some search terms. Okay. Okay. So I guess for some coaches, they're going to hit the jackpot because they're going to have a couple, some content that's already on page one to 10. And for people who maybe are newer and they don't have that kind of traction yet in Google, then they want to see where they are. If, if they're anywhere. <laughs> Is that, is yes. that, am I hearing that right? Okay, cool. Okay. And then, so once they've, they've, they've kind of, I guess, chosen the asset that they're going to, to really work on, or some people maybe are starting from ground zero and they have nothing and then they'll be creating content from scratch. So are, can I, is it safe to say that we've kind of got these, these three positions? So a coach that's going to have pages in one to 10, a coach that's going to have pages in 11 to 20 and a coach is going to have nothing because they, they don't even have their website? Is that where we're going or have I missed a... Yeah. yeah, and I would say it's position one to 10 or position 11 to 20, Yeah, which would be page one and page two. So there is normally 10 search results per pages. Got, okay, okay, got it. So I was thinking pages one to 10, but it's actually position one to 10, got it. Yeah. So page 10, you're 100, that's a lot of words. That's a lot of words, yeah, right? okay. Okay, so cool. So we've got coaches who, who are on page one or two, and that's in the first 10 results, uh, the first 10 entries, which and you have 10 per page. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Oh, so they're going to be on page one. Are the, or we're going to have coaches who are going to be on page two, or we're going to have coaches who've been writing content and they're not ranked. They're, they're off they're page three and beyond. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Or we're going to have coaches who haven't put their website together yet, and they're coming and they're going to start creating content from the beginning. Um, so uh, we've got four positions then. Is that, is that a, f a fair assessment? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, and I would group position number three and position number four in one. So if you're not ranking anywhere or you don't have a website, the okay. exercise will be the same for okay. you to start ranking on Google and getting those leads. Okay. Okay, cool. And just to clarify for the coaches who are like, oh, wow, okay, I really want to understand if I'm on page one or not. So you can understand if you're on page one by going into analytics. And then to understand if you're on page two, three, and beyond, you need to do that. It sounds like it's a really manual process. Can you just elaborate on that just a little bit more if anybody missed like how to, how to figure out what page they're on if they're not on page one? Yes, and I'll give you an inexpensive shortcut as well. So cool. we like those. <laughs> so if you're just using Google Analytics, you would still want to find your top 10 pages and then you would enter search terms for which you're providing the answers on those pages. So let's say that you're a, a coach that's in the fitness industry and you have an article that's ranking highly about the paleo diet then you would enter different search terms in Google that would be uh, asking questions around that. And then you would start cycling. You would say page two, page three at the bottom, page four, and then you would scroll and then you look if you can find your article in there. That mm -hmm. would be you know, the labor intensive way. Okay. Now, here's the shortcut. It is a paid tool, but they do have a free, uh, not a free trial, but a load trial. It's called Refs. And that would be A H R E F S F as in Frank. And uh, that tool, they have a seven day trial for $7. After that, it's $97 per month, at least at the time of this recording. But you could actually do all your planning work in that first week of your $7. So that's why I said it's like a shortcut. It's not going to require massive investment. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens in Ahrefs is that you can enter the address of your website and then you can see in that tool all the keywords that you're ranking for and then the position that you have, which are your most uh, targeted content pages, like your highest ranking ones. Mm -hmm. And you can also enter a search query and then see everyone that's ranking for that search term. Wow. Okay. That's really powerful stuff. Okay. So this is going to arm, arm coaches in that seven day trial period to really get their hand, get their head around how their content is performing on Google. Yes. And then that'll move us into the next step, which is planning your actual content so that it ranks. Okay. So let's talk about that. That sounds awesome. So let's use an example, which is a blog article. Now you can do this by video and then use the same approach. Uh, but I think a blog is very easy for people to understand the written format. So what you're going to want to do is uh, use a tool like Ahrefs, like I mentioned during that seven day trial period. And then you're going to enter a bunch of search terms that are related to your coaching niche. So it could be all fitness related terms. Uh, if you're uh, coaching in uh, the financial space, it could be a lot of different financial terms just to stay consistent with those examples. And uh, you just go at it. Like, like, don't hold your creativity because people could be searching for really weird things. So you just <laughs> want to enter a bunch of them. Uh, you could also jot that down on a notepad if it makes it easier before entering it on the tool because sometimes uh, entering it in a computer stifles our creativity. Mm, so yeah. 
all those terms listed. Can you give yeah. us an example of a crazy thing before you go on to then that, that you've seen that you're like, oh my gosh, I never would have guessed that. Like, does anything come to mind? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, geez, what was that? Uh, a really random one. Well, there, there was one that, oh yeah, well actually one of my clients does controlled remote viewing. And then I don't think it would be that crazy, but it was kind of crazy where you had uh, learning controlled remote viewing for beginners. Uh -huh. That's a long search query. Like that's a lot of words. And then there was roughly 50 to 70 people every single month searching for that exactly. And oh, wow. I thought that was quite unusual that there would be that many people searching for that. Yeah, because that's a long phrase. Okay, cool. So be creative. You can have long terms as well. Mm -hmm. um, and long terms tend to be a good starting point if you're in category three and four, meaning you're not ranking yet or you don't have a website. Okay. Because they're lower difficulty most of the times. So going back to that example of learning control remote viewing for beginners, the difficulty rating of that was like zero or one out of a hundred, meaning that there's not a lot of content published targeting that there's not a lot of uh, links created and authority around it. So you could easily steal that spot and then gain that targeted traffic. And the longer the search term, normally the more motivated the person is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a very high quality lead. I mean, chances exactly. are good. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So you can jump in and all of a sudden go from zero to having 50 to 50 to 60 leads on that's if you, if you find that right term per month. Yeah. And, and then that's where you're going to show in the search results. Let's say on your on page one, you can expect to have maybe 10 to 40% of that traffic. Wow. So then, you know, I'm going on a rough number here. Let's say you would get 25 targeted leads out of those 50 to 70 every month. And then as long as your article is of high quality, then you'll have new people coming every month. And what's really cool with Google is that most of the time, those are new leads. Just think about it yourself. Like how often would you write the, serve, the same search in Google every single month? No, we don't do that. <laughs> exactly. So for you, that means that that's new people that are going to be seeing your coaching business and it's new opportunities that are going to come every single month. So let's go back yeah. to the framework of that article. So your first goal will be to find a keyword that has a sufficient volume of traffic, but that has an extremely low difficulty rating. And tools like Ahrefs will show you that. The Google AdWords tool has a way that you can find it, but it's not precise. So that one is free. Let's say you're out of your trial period. Or there's other tools like SEM Rush that does something similar. That's another paid tool. So regardless of your tool, they always tell you the difficulty rating. And you want to hit something that's very, very low, meaning almost no competition. Okay. So what is a difficult rating, can it be from 1 to 10 or... Can you just talk a little bit more about that? So each tool is different, but if you ho hover over the difficulty rating, it normally tells you how the scale works. With Ahrefs, I tend to think if it's like from zero to 10 or 12, it's very easy. Then from that 10, 12 to about 25, 30, it's medium difficulty. 
And then over that would start to be very difficult. Yeah. Okay. If you're, uh, you know, not ranking on anything, pick something with a difficulty rating of 10 or less, like go for a really low hanging fruit. And if you've been around the block for several years and you've got that credibility and you've got a lot of keywords already, then you may want to grab one of the high, like, you know, one of the more difficult ones. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So now that we've, um, we've got our terms, we've chosen one that's got a low difficulty rating. What's the next step? So then that will be the title of your article. Ah, the search now, term. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And you would want to answer that. So, I mean, it has to read like and make sense, right? For someone who you see that, because if you, you get them on your page, but you're writing for a robot, <laughs> it won't necessarily become a lead, right? You got to get them interested. So right. you want to answer that search term, if possible, as is in the title of your article. And that would also be the URL that you would be oh. on your website. And what, why do you want it to be the URL also? It just gives important? more indicators. Yeah, it gives more indicators to Google that mm -hmm. this relates to that specific search term. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, none of these are absolute. So you can deviate a little bit from it, but every little piece gives you more points. And if you're starting a new article, well, why wouldn't you take the easiest route? Exactly. <laughs> I like your style, Paul. <laughs> okay, cool. So we've got, we've found our search term. It's a low difficulty. We've used it as our title. We've put the, the same description or the same search term in our URL. Then what? Then you're going to want to identify the subheaders or the subtopics in that article. So let's say that we pick uh, how to learn control remote viewing for beginners as the title of our article, then there may be three or four points that you would want to expand on that. One could be a remote viewing test. Like you would want to be able to test your abilities of doing the remote viewing. Now you would enter that in that tool again, and then make sure that there's actual search traffic for it. So let's say you find out that there's about 30 people every month that search for that. Great. Maybe there's a hundred, even better. So you want to determine what are going to be those sub points you're going to be writing about, and then make sure that people are searching for it. And then that will create the outline for your article. And having like three is generally sufficient, but you could go up to like a dozen, you know, points if you really feel compelled to. Right. And so these are, your, all, your subheaders are also search terms that are in this topic space. Is that yes. right? Yeah. And, and your goal will be to build kind of like a spider web. Because when we're searching for something, and just think about your behavior as you're listening to this, you might not be satisfied with the information that you find on Google, or you might have additional questions about that. So then you would punch in additional search terms. And Google is very intelligent. So now it's starting to understand what are the related search terms. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to hit on several of them, then you're telling Google, this is a very relevant uh, resource for people that are searching for this. And then they'll want to rank you because of that. Yeah. Great. That's a great tip. I mean, just, I can just imagine if all of my coaching clients wrote their blog posts like this. I mean, it would save lots of money in advertising because you'd get... I mean, it's just sort of being strategic 
rather than just feeling like, oh, I've got to put out content. I've got to put out content, which is a lot of the energy that feel, I feel behind um, blog writing at the moment. It's more like you have to do it rather than focusing on a real strategic asset that's going to keep giving back to you over and over over the years. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally people that put out content, like let's say every week, the uh-huh. goal is to keep their existing audience engaged. Uh-huh. Not necessarily to bring in new leads because the people that are coming back every week, those are the same people. And right now we're focusing on really bringing those targeted coaching leads, which are new, uh, new searchers, new visitors to your website every month. And that's the beauty of this method because with two or three articles, you could easily have 100 to 200 new leads arriving at your website every month. And you wouldn't even need to publish anything for the rest of the year if you didn't want to. That's pretty awesome. I like that strategy. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, I mean, and who even the even the coaches who are you know give, putting out content to keep their current audience engaged, surely they also want new um, new visitors as well. And here's a tip for those coaches. It is to then that ongoing content make it all of those related search terms that we were saying earlier. So instead of having as subtopics in an article, they could be mini articles. And then you would put a link back to your primary article in each of those ones. So you're still sending that signal to Google saying that, hey, these seven weekly publications, they're actually all related to controlled remote viewing. Got it. Okay. So let me, can I just repeat that back to make sure that I've, I've got that concept? So we were talking about creating this really rich asset, right? Where we have, we've chosen a, a low difficulty search term um, and we've used that as the title. And then we've looked at related search terms and using those as our subheaders. Now for people who want to put out content more frequently and they don't want to have this big massive post, they could actually have a shorter post answering that question and then create additional pieces of content use instead of them being subheaders, they would actually be separate articles, but each links back to the parent art, the parent concept. Did I get yes. that right? Yes. Yeah, you did. You totally got it right. <laughs> and then for bonus points, now Google will like that, but it'll also help you as a coach, keep your sanity. You may want to have a mini table of content on that uh-huh. primary article, which would have a link to all of the related articles. So people could jump from the primary one to all the weekly ones or back to that primary. So it just helps a little bit with navigation. Yeah, that's great. I mean, what I really like here is it's really helping you come up with a strategic content plan. And it's not necessarily rocket science. I mean, you could probably map out a year's worth of content. Well, you're not, you're saying you don't even need a year's worth of content, (laughs) but you know, some key things just in that seven days of playing around in AH ref. Um, and then, and then you're done and then go back in, I guess, sign up for the trial again a year later. (laughs) Well, I mean, realistically, by the end of the year, you're probably going to want to sign up then for the regular tool. And then you, because you'll have seen a lot of uh, rewards in your business. You're going to have new leads, new clients, and then you may want to monitor your positions more frequently. And Mm -hmm. they're, you know, I at least at the time of this recording, $97 a month for all the leads that it's going to bring you, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be worthwhile. But you can only do that once you see the results of your investment, like of that initial trial period. 
Got it. Okay. Well, is there anything else, Paul, that's important about constructing this article, or have you covered the, the key points that you wanted to share with us today? Well, uh, there's a few technical aspects. Now, okay. most of you probably use WordPress. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what most people use to build their websites, at least in the coaching industry. In WordPress, you are able, as you're writing your content, to select a header. And the header would look something like H1, H2, H3, or paragraph. If you don't know what that is, you can just Google right now uh, how to add a header in WordPress, and then you'll find the most relevant resource on that. And what you want to do is that the title of your article should be H1, header level one. Then you do not want to have any additional header level one on that page. Okay. All of the secondary terms will be H2, heading level two. And those send signals to Google of the level of importance of your content. And it also makes it easy for your readers. And then if you have sub sub points, you could go to H3, et cetera. But really okay. the primary ones are H1 and H2 so that you can deploy this strategy right away. Okay, so that's important to know because um, sometimes it might look pretty to have another H1 on your page, but that's gonna confuse Google, it sounds like. <laughs> Yes, it will. It certainly will. And some other times you may think of just bolding your subtitles. It really needs to be H2 for maximum. Okay. okay. So that just helps Google, I guess, troll through it faster and go, oh, this is what this is and categorize it. Excellent. Okay. Anything else? Well, if you do video or you do audio, you can use the same concept to map out your content. And then those will be your speaking points when you're recording your video or your audio. Once that's done, then you can embed it if you want on your page. And then you should add a transcript. And then those speaking points, you would make them H2 headers. So you can really deploy the same strategy even if you're not a writer. Ah, okay. Um, so, okay, I just want to make sure that I've understood this because we do transcripts, but I'm not sure we've put H1s and H2s. So do a video or an audio, transcribe it, and then go back and put in those H1 and H2s in the relevant points in your transcript, even though like in our, this interview, it's not always obvious where those, those are going to be. Yes. All right. That, yeah, that, that's exactly the method. And then that way, again, you're just sending the right signals to Google and it'll make it easier for your audience to follow along because most people today scan a page and then with those headers, they can know the different topics. And then if they're interested, then they're going to continue. But if they can't follow your content, they might just leave your website. Yeah. Great. A great tip. Any more of these? Keep them coming. <laughs> or is that, is that all you got? <laughs> well, I, I think that that's a good starting point for having your content and then being able to get those leads uh, from Google, but having a lead on your website is not enough because that's not a client. So maybe we can go there if you want to. Yeah, well, let's do it. What do you want to say? Well, as long as it's, you know, <laughs> is it relatively quick? Yes. So then on your website, what you want to do on that specific page is add your lead magnet. So as a coach, you probably have a few res a free resource that people can download in exchange for their contact information. And uh, I know that you have several of those, uh, so people can check out your website if you want examples and then sign up for that. Uh, but you really want to have a way to capture the contact information. 
And that resource should be related to your topic. Yeah. Because uh, really good resources are like checklists. Uh, even you can make a PDF version of that article so people can download it and print it if you don't you know, have time or you want to get that up and going quickly. Uh, but anything that can really like help people put that into actions are great lead magnets. So that way, uh, it's not just a visitor <laughs> that they have the information they wanted to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I, I don't know if you've got to it yet with your client, you know, that we've been talking about is the kind of case study um, for the remote monitoring, remote viewing. Um, but what did they end up putting on, or have they done it yet? Put this a freebie at the end of their of this resource to get people to opt in. Yeah. So we have uh, several resources. And mm -hmm. the one that we're using now is the same across the website uh -huh. and is, uh, at least at the time of this recording, Secrets of the Ancients. And there's a little bit of mystery to that. And that's what her uh, audience responds to. Uh -huh. And then it, the different techniques that they can use to develop their intuitive abilities. Great. And Great. Once people are, are interested in controlled remote viewing or similar topics, they're generally interested in that. But that doesn't mean we're going to stop there. So then our next step is to create a highly targeted lead magnets for very specific articles. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. So that's, that's some great advice. So we, we've, we've created this, um, this amazing asset, this content asset on our site. It's using a key search word uh, as a title that's a low difficulty in Google. So we're going to get this organic traffic to our site. Um, uh, we're going to get lots of new people to our site every month. We've used the uh, related search terms as the subheaders, the H2s in that article. We've, um, and then we've also added a lead magnet or an, a place that they can opt in and get some additional information from us so that we capture their email address and now they're, they're in, our, in our coach ecosystem and they can start sending them emails and all these other goodies so they can know, like, and trust us and eventually buy from us. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good uh, recap. <laughs> love it. That's really good. I mean, I love how it's... Um, it's, it's really straightforward, you know, what we're looking for and how to really build a solid asset that's going to, you know, this is like a, maybe a week's worth of work, if that, and it can serve us for years to come, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. And then what you would probably want to do is, again, get a maximum return on that. Mm -hmm. So if you uh, do use social media like Facebook or other platforms, then you could break out little parts of that article. And then use that for scheduling your posts and then bring ah. traffic back there or keep them engaged. You can use that for extracts on your email content as well. Uh, or they can even be speaking points if you do webinars or if you're going to be doing guest appearances on podcasts or other platforms. So you really want to then find what are the different ways that I can slice and dice that content because you've really created an ultimate resource. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I love being able to reuse, recycle whatever the word is, <laughs> uh, pieces of assets, you know, so that you build them once, you build them brilliantly, and then you can use them in all sorts of ways across all sorts of platforms. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think that's feeling really complete. Is there anything else you wanted to add on this topic before we, before we wrap up? Yes, and only because I'm an extremely detailed person. <laughs> <laughs> I know that about you, Paul. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> 
I'm controlling myself. I'm, I'm keeping it, you know, at a, a way that people can easily apply it. But You're doing last, a great job. So the last piece would be creating links back from external websites to that article. So that is the authority factor. So let's say that there's 10 websites that are making reference to that article on uh, how to learn controlled remote viewing for beginners. Then Google will say, oh, well, that must be relevant because there's 10 people pointing links to it and recommending it. If there's 100 people, it's even more relevant. And that's generally how the difficulty rating is established. It depends on how many links you have to a resource. So if you're starting out with your article here, you may, as a coach, decide to reach out to other people that would add complementary information and then have them do like a little guest section. And that could be one of your uh, headers in there. And then by having your information there, you can provide a link to their website. And generally, through reciprocity, you're going to link back to that article where their advice was featured. So then you're going to gain a link. That boosts your authority on Google, and it could get you traffic from that other person's website. So you want to think, like, how could I share this resource with people that will uh, want to promote it? Yeah, yeah. And when when Google is 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 looking is building that uh, your authority ranking or the authority ranking of a piece of content, um, do they take in consideration shares on social media as well, or is it just on other websites? That's a point of contention. Ah. And Google doesn't fully share the algorithm. Uh, <laughs> my understanding right now is that yes, social media is an important ranking factor. Uh, mm -hmm. Being on YouTube would be another one. Uh, I'm not sure about Twitter. I honestly haven't really examined the uh, correlation between tweets mm -hmm. and, uh, and your ranking. But you, yes, you definitely want to be on those, uh, on those networks. And then having even like a Facebook page about your website. If it's not about your specific piece of content, you at least want to show that you exist. Okay. And Google will look at different places. Uh, you might be on uh, Yelp, for example, and you might have reviews there. Well, you would want to have your website mentioned there uh, so that they know that you're a credible source and you didn't just appear out of nowhere and no one knows about you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then coming back to getting um, you know, a specific piece of content on your website uh, linked to by other, other authorities out there. What are some good strategies? You mentioned one, like, um, so if I, if I had a, an article about um, something in the coaching world, I could go and in, interview another expert and then that could be a sub two, uh, uh, an H2 section of my article. And I reference them and then share that back with them. And presumably they share it with their audience. Did I hear that correct? That was a, a yes, an option. Yes. Yes. And, and let's say that, uh, Benet, you would be publishing an article uh, targeting uh, tools for coaches, mm -hmm. there might be tools for my coaching business, or, you know, whichever would be the related, the relevant search term. Mm -hmm. Then you could uh, look for people that have complementary tools mm -hmm. or, and then reach out to them and then have them add a little piece in your article about that tool. And mm -hmm. then tell them how you've shared that and promoted it with a link to their website. You could give them a screenshot or a URL. Uh -huh. And then normally they're going to want to publish something saying that their tool was featured there. So that's that first uh -huh. strategy. Yeah. Now the other one is uh, you could look for people that are publishing related content in mm -hmm. that space. 
So using the example of uh, coaching tools, you may uh, actually be talking to uh, business coaches and they're not necessarily interested on writing about all the coaching tools, but they know that this is something of value to their audience. So then you could propose to write a short article for them to publish on their page about some of the tools and then ask if it's possible to link back to your primary article, which has a lot more resources for those coaches. Got it. So more of a guest post kind of approach. Is that? Totally. Okay. A guest post. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So are there, are there any more like the key strategies or are the guest post and the featuring a complimentary thing in your article, are those the two main ones you'd like to recommend today? Well, the other one could be a podcast interview. Yeah. I, I like doing those. <laughs> because there you can speak about your topic, demonstrate mm -hmm. your authority and your expertise, reach out to a new audience. And then if it's possible as a resource in the show notes, you could put out a link to some complimentary articles that you wrote on that topic. If people want to go deeper and then yeah. that would earn extra links. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I think that this is feeling very complete. I think you've given us some really, um, some really simple but highly effective uh, strategies that we can use to actually create content that's going to help us get leads through, through Google organically, which I love. I'm so, I get so excited about I get a lot of those leads already, and I know that I can do even better by adopting even more of these principles. So thank you. Um, I do like to ask every guest, um, what is, you know, this is an audience of, we've got, my listeners are all coaches. So if anything, anything you want, but what's your number one recommendation for people who are running coaching businesses out in today's environment? Well, I'll try to keep it on topic because I could go all over the place here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it would be to build two or three of those pillar content, those big authority pieces. Mm -hmm. That can give you, like we were saying, content for uh, your social media, your emails, your interviews, webinars. It doesn't really matter what medium. It'll also position you as an expert and an authority. And then whenever you send emails, you can have that in the signature of your email. So like right now we have a, in my email, it says, uh, what was it? It says about sales funnel stages. And we have like an ultimate article about that. So we say, uh, looking at increasing your revenue for your uh, online products, your training or coaching business, read these articles. And then one of them is sales funnel stages. So you would put all of those inside of your signature and then mm -hmm. it promotes it. When you're meeting people that are on the fence, you could say, oh, I actually have a great resource that I think you might be interested in. That'll help you achieve goal X, Y, Z. And then if they're interested, then you send them a link to that blog post. If you have their mailing address, I've done this with great success. You can actually print it and then mail it out to them. And then that gives you even more authority. And by having just that on your website, you're already establishing yourself in your niche. Wow. Great advice. Great. I'm like, I'm feeling really excited to go in and write those two to three pillar pieces. So I'm sure that our listeners are too. Thanks, Paul, so much. If um, somebody wants to learn more about you, start to, start to um, uh, interact, learn more about your work, 
where's the best place they can go? So it would be on our website, which is thedigitalnavigator.com. Mm -hmm. And the is part of the name. So it is thedigitalnavigator.com. And that is really our central hub. We have a live chat there and Monday to Friday during business hours. And if you just told them that you heard about this interview and you would want me to do a, a, a quick content audit for you, uh, I'd be more than happy to do that. So just reach out to the live chat and uh, that way it'll save you the trial or that, you know, that initial uh, heavy lifting that we had discussed. And we've got great articles there uh, as well, particularly the one on sales funnel stages in our blog. And that goes from the first step to the last step of creating a system for bringing in those leads, converting them, helping them consume your content, and then offer them value added products or services. And it's all geared for uh, anyone that's selling online products, that's selling coaching, or that's selling online trainings, which I would suspect would be the nail right on the head with that. Okay, cool. So um, I'll include those URLs in the show notes for anyone who's interested in learning more about Paul and his work. Well, Paul, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your wisdom with my audience. It was really great to be here. And uh, I just love to have this, uh, this opportunity to share with the other coaches. And uh, I really think that this is something valuable that is helping our, uh, our society and helping everyone in their daily lives. And one of my values is to help elevate the quality of life. And I'm really grateful for everyone's work in that field. And for you, Benny, for offering me this platform. <laughs> my absolute pleasure and delight. And it's very much in alignment with my vision too. I love, I love coaching the whole space and anything I can do to su support our community is, is definitely me being in alignment with my true values. So, okay. Thank you listeners for listening to another episode. Please leave us some comments, ask some questions, and um, definitely go to Paul's, Paul's site and check out the digitalnavigator.com. All right, guys, I'll see you later. Have a great day and happy coaching.